Here's a tip. If you still have social gathering restrictions of 10 people or less where you're living, don't wait until all and every restrictions are fully lifted to reboot your community gatherings. That could be a really long time. Try this. Break up into smaller groups if need be and try to have the gatherings at the same time, same day, and then have like a laptop or something set up at each location with Zoom or Skype connecting the gatherings. And I would say throw it up on your TV using Apple TV or something like Chromecast so it's real big and easy to see. And the other folks will feel like they're still in the room with you. And this way, too, if you still have folks in your community who feel uncomfortable or because of health issues cannot come to your sort of reinstated face-to-face gatherings, they can log into Zoom and still be a part of things with everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship is a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, and I'm here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath, we're back together, and we're not doing it across the interwebs. I know, don't tell. I'm looking right at you. Don't tell Inslee. (laughs) <laughs> I think we're good, man. I, I think th- so too. I think, and boy, does it sound better. And I just miss you. <laughs> yeah, man, it's been weird, right? I mean, I, I'm glad that technology, because you know, 15 years ago, this would have been almost impossible to keep going. Yeah. But now we're able to do it, and it works. But it's not the same as being a person. Yeah, the interaction plus it doesn't quite sound the same as no. probably some have noticed. But I won't point that out. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, I just what, did. <laughs> what is your schedule like these days? Because I, I haven't seen you face to face in a in about a month and a half. Like, you, I, you busy? I, what, you brought on a bunch of new coaching people. We did. Yeah. Um. I, in fact, I want to say a special hello to a whole bunch of new amazing folks that just joined Teen and I in our Everyday Disciple Incubator and Coaching Program. We were just sort of blown away by how many folks wanted to you know join us for coaching yeah that even after we closed registration we had to open up one more cohort and that filled right up so we are so blessed and immediately everybody is like really engaged and having a blast so you know who you are out there hey welcome welcome (laughs) Welcome to the family and so yeah that's awesome thanks for coming and i wanted to say a special welcome to i think it's Steenisha? Steeniha? Steeniha. Steeniha, who oh, left sh- a great review. Five stars, <laughs> by the way. Loving it. Steeniha said, This is challenging in all the right ways. It's theologically deep and sound while being surprisingly practical. I'm inspired all the time. So thank you. Surprisingly cool. practical. I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Life School Podcast. We're surprisingly practical. No kidding. Yep. If you haven't yet uh, been able to subscribe, there's all different ways to do it on different platforms, and you can go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash subscribe. Hey, wow, but, you know, one of the things you can subscribe to there is Spotify. Yep. Right? You can go to Spotify now and go, yep. yep. Did you just hear about uh, Joe Rogan getting $100 million? I know. That's crazy. To be exclusive on Spotify. Yeah, that's so, so I'd probably do have done money? it for like $100. Yeah, I know. What we do don't make a dime on this. You know <laughs> that guy's pretty diehard, too. I mean, he's Woo. doing like three-hour episodes every day. Yeah, apparently $100 million. I don't know for how long. Anyway. But we, did, a, we actually did get that offer. We turned it down and said, hey, call Joe, our friend, because you know, life school, we yeah. need to be on iTunes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we, we turned this down for you guys, right? Yeah, so subscribe. Yeah. That way you don't miss an episode. And we love it, too, if you could, when you subscribe... Um, leave us a review, yeah. leave some stars. It's a little trickier these days. I was looking for how to do that myself for a podcast the yeah. other day, and they hide all that now. Yeah, they're making it but, a bit more difficult. But please do. We've got a 
boatload of, of you have subscribed and left reviews, and so we're grateful. Thank yeah. you for that. And we try to read them as they come in. Yeah, right? absolutely. Hey, and, and another heads up, we mentioned this last week on the show, but in a few weeks, the name of our podcast will be changing to the Everyday Disciple podcast, mm-hmm. okay? Same content, same format, and you won't have to re-subscribe or any of that. All will be good, but we're just kind of trying to give you a heads up that, yeah, we just feel like that's a better description of what we're doing sure. and helping people be as Everyday Disciples. So anyway, a little heads up on that, few weeks, that'll kind of switch over and you'll... More, more coming on that, yeah? Yeah. Hey, in the midst of this kind of weird pandemic and uncertainty for everything from businesses to churches to family sort of stuff, it's it's pretty obvious that a lot of people have gotten out of their normal daily and weekly rhythms as a community. Missional communities and community groups that were uh, in the past meeting regularly, living on mission together, have experienced a pretty big blow to their normal rhythms of yeah. life in the past couple months due to COVID-19 lockdowns, sure. social restrictions, that sort of stuff. Yep. It's been tough sledding, right? Yeah, it has been. And I and you know, it's not just it's not just like during this lockdown that like rhythms of community yeah. life and family life like uh, that way get messed up. Um cuz it I've seen it happen too in lesser ways maybe, but like communities that get off their healthy rhythms during the summer, sure, or around the holidays, you know? Yep. And so even though like, you know, we're advocating that, hey, a, a community on mission, an oikos, a family on mission, a missional community, whatever you want to call it, it's like a family. So many people we still hear of, like, like well, we take the summer off from our group. And I'm like, you would never do yeah, that with you your kids. With family, yeah. yeah, never, right? And so, but right now, like you're saying, lots of people have gotten off their normal sort of gathering and hanging out and being rhythms. And um, yeah, so we want to talk a little bit about that today. And how do you, how do you reboot some of that, right? You know, and it's, I would think that it's always going to be something that leaders need to figure out how to address, right? Yeah. How do you reboot your community rhythms after this lockdown or after interruptions happen in the life of the community? Yeah. So let's talk about how folks can begin restarting their community life while also being sensitive to everyone involved. What's the first step in getting things back on track as the social distancing restrictions start to lift? I think that communication is going to be key really essential and my background is in communications and media in fact when i was working at the mega church one of my first roles there was director of communications yeah and uh, there's 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 a saying that says that you're not effectively communicating unless you're over communicating okay and i think that's the case here as as we've been kind of patching things together as churches with gatherings and online and not doing certain things but doing other new things yep. i think as we start to reboot and start getting back together and get out serving it's going to be really key to communicate in fact to over communicate so mm. don't just send out a single email saying hey our small group or our initial community is starting back up you know thursday see at 6 you're sure. Like, like what? You like there's going to be so many questions people have. Yeah, exactly. Right? Especially coming out of what we've just been through. You'll need to communicate in multiple ways. Emails, phoning people, texting, if you're using something like WhatsApp or Voxer, you know, or some other group communication tool, use all of that. Sure. And and by the way, you never stopped being a community, you know, or a family. And so maybe some of your activities or rhythms stopped or were altered for a time. But as you start to re-communicate, like, hey, we're starting to reboot these things, use identity language separated from activity language. Okay. So kind of like, hey, as a family, our community is going to be starting to have our family dinner nights together again. Hmm. Right? Something like that. Don't say, hey, missional community starting back up. Yeah. 
Tuesday, you know, right? Yep. Right. So, and communicate that you're prioritizing getting together and doing it safely. Like Mm. let people know that communicate a few or all of a few other suggestions I want to give you here and what you plan to do together and how things will initially start and how they'll progress. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's good because everyone, you know, People have gone different paths during this whole thing. People are at different spots. Some are ready to jump right in. Some you might have to last a little bit. So, yeah. you know, as long as you're considering the whole the whole group and how to move together, bringing people together on their terms, you know, address it clearly, but also like let them know there's a game plan moving forward. Yep. Over address it. Yeah. And, and I point. think as appropriate, communicate how you're addressing things like cleaning and safety. You know, like if yeah. everybody's coming to your house to gather or you're meeting somewhere else, like let them know like, hey, we've sterilized the heck out of this and sure. all the doorknobs and everything's clean and, you know, everything's been sterilized and the dishwashers and all that, you know, yep. um, communicate any social distancing that still may need to take place. So okay. like, hey, we want to start getting back together, but we're going to do it outside to be safe and we're going to set up the chairs six foot you know, apart yep. in a circle or families can be in groups or, you know, whatever, sure. whatever's appropriate, right? Um, are kids involved? And if so, how will they be participating or included? Like okay. com- communicate that stuff. Um, how things will be the same and or different from before so as to manage expectations. Because okay. if everyone shows up thinking like, oh, it's just like before, they might be disappointed or sure. they might be fearful. Like, oh, we used to always, you know, give the holy kiss yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Don't do that anymore. You don't want to do that. Or, or you know, like communicate things like, will we be eating food together? Yeah. And how will that be handled? You know, and by the way, tip here, at first you may want to have folks like pack a picnic lunch and yeah. eat the food they prepare instead of doing a potluck. Yeah, that point. might be a way to ease into it, you know, for some folks. Sure. Um, are we going to bring new friends like we normally would if it's like a, you know, kind of a high invitation, low challenge, open table thing? Or are we going to start out with just, you know, current community folks and families and then start to include others in the rhythms as we go? Yeah. And I would suggest here again, falling under the, you know, over communicate thing. Um, I would suggest planning this out at least a week, maybe two in advance so folks can get it on their schedule, plan well, you know, don't spring on your folks tomorrow night. We're all getting back together yeah, again. Exactly. Hooray, you know, <laughs> and I know that even though we, some of us would think like, hey, listen, no one's doing anything. They're all home. We should be able to just go, hey, how about, but still people are planning their lives yeah. and they might need time to process, right? So. Yeah, some people will be ready to jump right in. Others might be more hesitant. So considering the needs of the group. Over-communicate, get a little ahead of it, yeah. communicate all the various things that people might be wondering about. Best yeah. you can, right? What would you suggest is a good way to have a first gathering in person all together again? Like what do folks want to do and or avoid as they begin to re-engage? I have thought about this and there's no one thing, okay? But this probably of all the things we'll kind of share and give advice on today, this would be, I think I would suggest having a celebration as your first time together. Okay. Okay. But I would say you want to both celebrate and spend some time grieving. And here's what I mean by that. Celebrate all the good things that God has done during the past weeks and month because you know, months, because it, there's been a lot of good stuff, sure. right? I mean, we're hearing about it. You know, you know there's like, it hasn't all been bad. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe like your entire group and, fa- and everybody in your community and health families are all healthy, right? I mean, that's our case. Yeah. I don't know. You know, no one's Same been sick, us. none of our family, right? Um, celebrate the fact that you've had increased family time, you know, yeah. parents and their kids, a slower pace of life, you know, any and all spiritual growth and wins with neighbors and people of peace, because we've heard a lot about these, right? Sure. So spend time celebrating. That really like celebrate. Wow. You know, it seemed like, you know, the world was coming to an end, but in fact, all this good stuff. Yeah. And you know, any new rhythms that you've created that, you know, are like virtual during this time that you're enjoying, celebrate that too. And maybe you want to, you know, continue 
doing all that, some of that stuff going yeah. forward. And here's the time to really pay attention to what people are saying by what they're celebrating as your, if you're a leader, because sure. you're going to understand what do they really value in this community, Yep. right? It could be it's very like insightful, listening. but also grieve what you've missed hmm. by not being able to be together and what you've not been able to do together. You know, grieve the changes, the loss of closeness and certain parts of the community and family life that you really love and value, which then is ultimately going to lead to celebrating again that you can start to enjoy these things and be together again now, right? Yeah. So it's kind of a loop. You know, yep. you're celebrating, but let's, and you have to be proactive about this. You'll have to actually say, let's talk about some of the stuff we've really missed. Yeah. And some of the stuff that's kind of sucked, yep, you know, absolutely. that's what grieving's about. It's giving voice to your feelings of change or loss. Hmm. But then because that's changing, we get to come back to the celebration side again. So, sure. you know, and, and maybe at a second time that you get together. So if you're restarting this up weekly, maybe the second time you get together, it's a good time to recalibrate and be reminded of your mission. Hmm. You know, why does our community exist? Is everybody clear on the fact that we exist to be and make disciples? Yeah, exactly. Is there a certain people group or location that, that we used to be really super engaged with yeah. and interacting with that? and making disciples among? Let's re-clarify that stuff, you know? And let's talk about what has God said to you in this time of physical separation? Has he been saying anything? Have you had any clarity? Any kind of, you know, Kairos moments of like, whoa, God's saying, pay attention. Sure. You know, and in the wake of this pandemic, we can't assume everything will continue as in the past, so... Consider the time we spent shut down or in lockdown as a God-given opportunity for this missional evaluation. Yeah. So I, I think I would celebrate that first meeting, celebrate and grieve. But the second one, I I try to do a little you know reevaluation. You know, are there things that we should stop, fine tune? Should we start some new things in light of this new and future paradigm shifts that we're yep. experiencing? You know, ask yourselves: Do we need to reevaluate our commitment to God's mission and mm. recommit to? the mission which has always been making disciples of Jesus. Yeah. I think this can be a powerful time together and really put a lot of gas in the tank for going forward. Yeah. Instead of just kind of easing back into some lethargy or kind of a pointless focus or right or, or be, you know like you know I think really identifying that mission when you get back together so it doesn't become just a social hang. Yeah. Cuz after a few months people are like, "Okay, this is cool, but if we're not missional yeah. with this, what's the point, right?" So, wow, what an opportunity is kind of restart, right? Yeah. yeah. I love it. So, um you know, something that we talked about before even recording this episode was was concerns about like what happens when you have people that are comfortable getting back together and others aren't, and then you end up kind of with this house divided of we were a family doing this together. Now some of us want to be, some aren't comfortable. Kind of curious, like how, how do you handle that situation? Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of different reasons that might be the case, right? I think you'll have to start, you know, with with people who aren't comfortable with meeting together. And even with the people who are, <laughs> yeah. I think you'll need to start to look for what's the thing behind the thing. Like, what is it that's keeping them from that? Because hmm. I, I bet if you have like, say, 20 people in your community group and, you know, like say five or seven of them don't really want to do this yet, there's sure. probably five or seven different reasons. Yep. So don't just assume, yep. right? So look for the thing behind the thing. Is it fear? Is it like, no, there's truly a health risk issue still sure. at hand, like until there's like a cure for this, you know, like a you know, vaccination or whatever, yep. you know, right? Um, is it laziness? Yeah. Is it, uh, you know, is there, is it maybe, is the pandemic and lockdown, was it just a convenient ex- excuse for folks to not, you know, get together yeah. and be, Good point. right? I don't know. But you speak the truth in love, gospel people's hearts. No shooting, okay? Yeah. No shooting all over everybody. Well, you know, we really should be doing right. That's that's not the gospel. We get to we get to live this way. Yep. So this is an opportunity for helping people move from fear to faith, and from unbelief to belief, 
which is discipleship and why you're meeting together in the first place. So don't sure. see, don't try to see people as the enemy. If they're like, well, I don't know that we're ready and the kids and all, like seek to understand, hmm. seek to get to the thing behind the thing. Bring the truth though in love. Don't fear that. Yeah. Right. If we if we fear speaking the truth in love, there's no discipleship happening. Yeah, exactly. Right? And you remember, Apostle Paul said in Ephesians four, speaking the truth in love, we grow up in every way into Him who is the head into Christ. Hmm. So if that's our goal, right, maturity in Christ, walking in the ways of Jesus, moving from unbelief to belief, we get to speak the truth in love. Yeah. So, you know, and, and people are going to have all kinds of different reasons, like I said. And above all, remember, these are your family members. Treat them like family and continue to bear with one another in love. Hmm. Okay? And, and here's a tip, too. If you still have social gathering restrictions of, say, 10 people or less, like yep. you're trying to get together, but you're like, oh, man, there's more than 10 of us, whatever, don't wait until all the restrictions are fully lifted and it's all over to reboot your community gatherings. That could be a really long time. Yeah. Okay. Break up into smaller groups if need be. Have them in different homes. Try to have the gatherings at the same time, same day, and have like a laptop set up or something on Zoom or sure. Skype connecting the gatherings, right? And then throw that up on your TV using like Apple TV or Chromecast so it's like big, right? Yeah. And everybody can see the other groups and, you know, because maybe you split this up in two or three. I don't know. Yeah. But if they can see each other and feel like they're in the room with you, that's cool, right? Yep. And this way, too, if you still have folks in your community who feel uncomfortable coming back together or because of health issues, they really can't, shouldn't, sure. um, they can log into the Zoom and still be a part of the reboot and things coming back together and the conversations around you know, our recommitment to mission and yeah. all that. So You know, and initially the, the Zoom sort of stuff isn't, it's the, it's not the most common thing to us, but you know, for me with work and stuff, I'm forced to do it and it just becomes more natural. You know, the longer that we're forced to use some of that sort of stuff, it's not as awkward as the first time you do it. So, you know, don't, don't write it off for, it's not the same. Yeah. And like what I'm talking about here too, it's not a replacement. It's like going, Hey, we're starting to gather, but some of you might not be able to, or we have to do it in multiple homes. Yeah. So it's like an add on. It's Absolutely. just using technology. And we've talked about these things before. We talked about a lot of this in a previous episode on asynchronous discipleship. Yeah, exactly. That sometimes it's hybrid, right? Yep. You're doing, so a bunch of us can get together, but I don't want you to miss. So zoom in, Skype yep. in or something. Exactly. Right. And so that's kind of, you know, be creative here, but think family. What, you know, like I know when our son, uh, Caesar was still in the Marines active and he was overseas on in deployment, we would have him at meals, you know, and yeah, we, we still cool. have a birthday party for him. Cause he would like Skype in, he might be like in a tent somewhere in the desert, like a shipping container that was his like room or whatever. Bunker, yeah. And it's all jaggedy and like blurry and digitally, you know, but here, here it was, we were having his favorite stuff and we oh, had sent cool. him a box of, you know, kind of like that stuff. And so you, you make it work when someone's your family, you don't go like, well, dude, you know, you're not here. So I guess we're just blowing yeah, exactly. off, your, you know, yeah, you and literally it. all his best pals came oh, and wow. they were all there for it. All the people that would be at his birthday party, yeah. you know, and we sent a box of gifts and stuff, you know, like, That's cool. so be a family. And as you work through like rebooting stuff together. Okay. So what would you say, like, how can folks re-engage those who've gotten a little bit too comfortable being out of rhythm? Like, if your community, you're kind of on the outside, how do you engage them well? Well, again, they're family members that we love, right? So we want to be sensitive, but encouraging. So, again, start by trying to understand what it is that's keeping them from joining in with the rest of the community. Is it legitimate, you know, concern? And, and, you know, I want to decide what's legitimate for everybody, but you can't, right? Yeah, sure. You know, is it legitimate because they're in a high-risk category, like we talked about, or are they hiding behind this social distancing? Is it fear? 
Are there ways that you can address their concerns? Like if they say, well, I don't, I don't think we should all be eating together again. Well, what if, what if we brought our own food and ate mm. it separately? Like, right. Yeah. Get creative. Or, or ask them, Hey, what could we do? So you'd feel comfortable in that. Yeah. Well, let's see if everybody else is up for that. And we'll let them vote too. Yeah. Everybody's adults. They Working get to vote. Out. Right. And so, you know, if they have ideas, maybe you can do that. You know, remember we can't force people to do anything. Okay, but we can remind them of the reality that the enemy wants us isolated and separated and alone. And that's when he can do the most damage and spread lies and fear. Hmm. And we need each other now more than ever. So if you've got some folks that have just kind of gotten a little too comfortable with it, let them know that you need them. Yeah. Right. I tell you, this isolation thing, even though I think a lot of people are making the best of it and certain personality types probably love it because they've been able sure. to kind of hide behind it, <laughs> it's not healthy. Yeah. And, and all the health experts and all the psychological doctors and experts all say the same thing, like yeah, you redo, really do need to reestablish connection here and yeah. face-to-face and human touch and things like that. Yeah. And so people are going to, you know, they're adults, they get to vote, but um, you know, we can't force them. But there again, we can't speak the truth in love and we can maybe bend to each yeah. other's comfort level a little bit, right? We've had to do that with certain family members. Sure. We've had to bend to some of their comfort levels, yep. right? So. Well, and I think too, this is a great opportunity to actually like model what it's like to pursue people like Jesus does. If there's people that are like, eh, not sure, I'm going to like go out and pursue them. Don't just write them off like they're being difficult. Yeah. They're they're not joining the rest of us at the speed we're moving, but really like, you know, seek out pursuing them, making them feel loved and inviting them into that community again. Yep. Amen. And, and you'll have to do the same things. You know, we're talking primarily about our community. Sure. So these are people we know and love. These are brothers and sisters. But what about people of peace and others in the neighborhood were, who were part of some weekly meals and all that? Same stuff applies. Yeah. Some of them are going to be like, hey, yes. You know, yeah. like some of our neighbors are like, you want to come over to Don? They're over. You know, like they're like, we're good, right? Everybody's healthy, you know? Sure. Like kind of little arm's length hug, you know, like everybody's hand sanitizing away, but you know, they're, they're still, they want to be together. Yeah. And others are, they've never, they haven't come out of the house in eight weeks, nine weeks, right? Yeah. So it's not just your community. Remember, your community isn't a holy huddle, hopefully. It also includes in different ways at different times, others, people of peace, people God's bringing towards you in relationship. Yeah. Don't forget about that too. Don't go too many weeks where all of a sudden you accidentally slipped into a holy huddle because of, well, the whole pandemic thing, it kind of shot us having anybody else. They're all humans. They're all family. They're all brothers and sisters too, right? They may yeah. not be redeemed brothers and sisters, but God sees them as his offspring, right? Yeah, absolutely. So let's treat them the way God does as well. Awesome, man. Hey, let's get to the big three, because as always, we want to leave people with the big three takeaways from this topic. Like if nothing else, you don't want to miss these three things. And by the way, you can get a printable PDF of this week's big three as a free download by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three right now. Right. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? All right. First, uh, don't miss this. Start planning now for how your community will begin to reboot your normal and new rhythms together on mission. Hmm. Set some dates. Like It'll just slide if you don't. Start with celebration and grieving what you've missed. Yep. And this is also a very good time to recalibrate and be reminded of your commitment to the mission, which mm. is being and making disciples of Jesus. That's why your community exists. Yeah. So recommit to your specific and grand overarching mission of the church. Okay. okay. Second, um, lead from a place of faith, not fear. Okay. Based on what we've all seen on TV and in the media, it's been too easy to let fear rule the day and thwart everything. Sure. Remember that we are God's family and part of his kingdom. He is sovereign over all this. Hmm. And we have an ongoing opportunity and a privilege to show others what a life of faith lived out in community 
really looks like. That's good. And it's by our love for one another that they'll know we are truly disciples of Jesus, right? Mm. John 13. So this is a, there again, it's a great opportunity as people see us, even if they don't agree, but they see us in joy and in faith and in hope meeting together and loving each other and being smart about it, right? Yeah. All right, third, uh, communication is key. In okay. fact, over-communicating is good right now. Include others in the community in planning your re- reboot. But, you know, I was thinking about this. Don't think you have to make every decision or aspect a democracy hmm. and do everything by popular vote. You okay. get to lead and bring direction and momentum to your community as you go forward. And it'll be a blessing to most people to have you setting direction and pace. Okay. So listen to suggestions. But if you try, you know, the, the church is family and family has spiritual parents and leaders in it. And though we listen to one another and bear with one another, sure. it's not like we do it by popular vote. You yep. might never get anywhere. <laughs> exactly. So you get to lead. <laughs> awesome, man. Hey, that's uh, that's it for this edition of the Life School Podcast. Time flies, brother. Wow. <laughs> hey, next week we're going to talk about why pastors should actually stop doing 80% of what they have been doing in their roles going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Are we working people out of jobs? <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. You know, is that crazy, Doc? What's going on? Yeah. We'll get to it next But I week. think it is probably. It's probably about 80% of what you've been doing. You know, don't go back to it. All right. <laughs> awesome. We'll share those next week. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on the show, visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. Thank you.